Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam. I greet you again in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, uh, whatever things are like out there, we shouldn't fear because Jesus said uh, to us, fear not, fear not. In fact, there are, I read somewhere that there's 365 uh, different places in the Bible where it says fear not. That means we have one, re one word for every single day that we should not fear. Because let's look at it this way. We are going to make it. We are going to make it through this situation. But there's two ways we can do it. We can do it complaining and in fear or we can do it in victory. And I choose to do it in victory and speak in the word of God and praising God every single day. And that's the way to go through every situation because then we come out better and stronger on the other side. Well, uh, you know, yesterday I shared with you about the power of the new creation, what it means, the new creation in Christ Jesus, that we are in Christ and all that means. And today, uh, and, and, and then I ended with talking about, about righteousness, the gift of the free gift of righteousness that God has given to us that enables us to stand in the presence of God without guilt, without condemnation. And when we are righteous in Christ Jesus, God looks at us like he looks at Jesus. He looks at us as if we have never sinned, we have never failed because all things have passed away and all things have become new when we are in Christ. But anyway, let us continue with that study. And I want to start by reading to you from uh, Romans, uh, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God, I'm reading from the Amplified through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through Him also we have our access or entrance by faith into this grace uh, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Hallelujah. And th this is powerful. First of all, it begins by saying that, therefore, since we are justified. In other words, um, the fact that we are justified is a done deal. It's a settled issue. Uh, that's our foundation. No man can ever build a house if he keeps on digging up the foundation and laying the foundation and again and again. We lay the foundation once and then we build on that. And our foundation is Jesus Christ and the fact that we are justified. And this is what the word justified means. It means we are acquitted. We are declared righteous. It is God who has declared us righteous and we are given a right standing with God. Now, there can be days when you don't feel that acquitted, when you don't feel that justified and you don't feel righteous, but our feelings have nothing to do with it. We are what God says we are. And, and this is a mindset we have to develop that I am what God says I am. Doesn't matter what the weather is like or how I feel like when I get up in the morning or what the circumstances around me are. And, you know, all, all those things. We should not let our circumstances dictate how we feel and how we feel dictate what we believe we are because we are what God says we are. 
and it says, therefore, since we are justified, you and I have been justified, you and I have been acquitted, you and I have been declared righteous. And who declared us righteous? God. I would never, I mean, I would never dream of declaring myself righteous, but God has chosen to declare me righteous because of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is the power of the sacrifice that Jesus made upon the cross for us. So it says, because we are justified, we are acquitted, declared righteous, and we have been given this right standing before God. He says, let us grasp the fact. Let us, now that it has already been done, let us grasp a hold of it by faith and enjoy this peace we have. Enjoy this uh, peace we have with God through Jesus Christ. That's what he says. So therefore, since we have been justified, have been acquitted, have been declared righteous, and let us and let us grasp a hold of it by faith and enjoy it. It should be enjoyed. Salvation should be enjoyed. This free justification with God, you know, the right to stand in the presence of God. This what is a gift that we have received in Jesus. We should grasp a hold of it and enjoy it. Hallelujah. So let us enjoy this wonderful gift. And it says, and through him, we have access. We have entrance into this, uh, into this place of God's grace, where God's favors abound. Grace is unmerited favor and unmerited mercy. And grace is actually a place, the place that we enter into by faith. And when we enter and we stand in that place, that is the place where God does for us, not according to our faith or what we deserve, but according to his mercy and his love for us. That is where the greatest miracles are because we stand in the favor and the blessings of God. And God wants us to walk in his favor. Hallelujah. Favor is when we are blessed without ever having done anything to deserve it. And that's what God has for us. And God wants us to grasp it and enjoy it and enter into that place. And that's, that's the power of the new creation. And that is our right as God's children. Hallelujah. Now, I'm reading, I've written this down. The gift of righteousness or right standing with God is the biggest gift of all. It is, I look, we have seen in our ministry dead people raised up, deformed children healed, blame, blind people healed. But the greatest gift of all is this gift of righteousness that enables us to stand before God because this gift, this gift of righteousness is the key to all the other gifts. If we enter into this, we have access to everything else. So, and it's given totally by grace and it is received totally, totally by faith alone. Given totally by grace and received totally by faith alone. Now, let, let me read a little bit more on the power of the new creation, okay? So I'm going to read to you a few verses from Ephesians 2, uh, verses 4 and 10. In fact, you know, if some of you could give me a feedback uh, when you watch this, just write a few lines and tell me what you think. Uh, write in the comment section or write to me personally. And, and, and you know, I, I always like to get feedback. I want to see how it, it affects people's lives. And also, I, I want to hear back from you what God has shown you. I, I want to hear that also. So if I read from Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. It says, But God, so rich is he in his mercy, 
because of in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. He said, God is so rich in mercy that because of his great and wonderful love and mercy with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Because he loved, you know, there's a scripture that says, we love him because he first loved us. Um, Jesus loved me long before I was born. When, when, when I was a Muslim guy living in sin, had no idea who Jesus was. I was far from God. Uh, I had no idea who he was at that time when I was most undeserving and I lived in sin. That was the time Jesus loved me. And I can't understand. And there's a difference between, uh, I can't understand why Jesus loved me. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Andrew Crouch has a song, song which says, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. And it's because of the love of God. He loved us because that is his nature. There's a difference between man's love and God's love. Man's love uh, is, is such that you love those who f you find worthy of your love. You know, so our love doesn't really emanate from us. It is actually our reaction to the attractive, uh, the things we find attractive in another person. And our, what we call our love is a reaction to that. But the love of God is different because God loves the unlovable. And he loves them not because there's anything lovable in us, but he loves us because that is his nature. That's the agape loved love of God. And so God is rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful and intense love for us. It says, even when we were dead in our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in union and fellowship with Christ. It says, he gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. Now, this is powerful because what it actually means is this. If you look at the Greek, it actually means that, uh, that God, he raised us up together with Christ. And what it means is that our salvation and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead was in the eyes of God, the one and the same thing. Did you get that? The resurrection from, of Jesus Christ from the dead and our salvation, you and me, were in the eyes of God, the one and the same act of God, because we were not just raised, but we were raised together with Christ in Christ. So when God, when, and you know, and Paul identifies with that, when Jesus died, I died with him. When he died on the cross, I died with him. When he rose up from the dead, I was raised together with Christ. And that is Another thing about the power of the new creation, we were raised together with Christ. And then it says here in verse six, and he raised us up together with him. That means the one in the same action of God. We were raised together with Christ and he made us sit together and giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you and I, we were raised together with Christ and we were raised together with him and seated together with him in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Now, let, let, let me interject one thought here. We live in two worlds. Um, in one dimension, we live on this earth. We have got both our feet uh, on this earth. But in the eyes of God, you and I are seated 
with Christ in heavenly places. And it is that which is our position in Christ. It is with that power. It is with that standing that we navigate our life on this earth. Um, we shouldn't be so earthly bound in the sense that we, we look at our circumstances and who we are and our strengths and weaknesses and, 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 and use those things as if they are the things who determine who we are and we walk on this earth, you know, using who we are in our flesh. No, that's not it. We walk on this earth, uh, but from the viewpoint of our position in Christ, that God has raised us up together with Christ. And so I am seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And with that position in mind, I walk and navigate on this earth and I walk with divine favor. Hallelujah. That is why I'm not competing with anybody in the world. I'm not in competition with anyone in this world because I have divine favor. I have the hand of God. I am seated at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus together with him in glory. And I have my feet on the ground. Are you with me? That, that is the basis of our walk here on this earth. Now, then says, and he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus. Then he says, he did this, that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor and his kindness and goodness of heart towards her in Christ, us in Christ. That means that he did all this so that in the days to come, in the ages to come, in the years that you have year ahead of you, God might continue to demonstrate his love and mercy and goodness to you and to your family. And that's why you can say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <coughs> Excuse me. When you have your seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and you keep that in mind and with that you walk on this earth, then you'll see the demonstration of God's goodness and love upon your life every single day in every circumstances in the days to come, in the days to come, in the years you have left. Uh, you know, God has determined years for you. Those who are few who are younger, you're going to live much longer than those of us who are older. We, we will leave earlier. But whatever years we have in front of us, we will walk in the love and the favor and the peace and the blessings of God because we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Hallelujah. That is your lot. That is your destiny. And don't you ever forget that. And then it says, for it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor that you're saved, delivered from judgment and made particles of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourself, not of your own doing. It came not to your own striving, but it is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. So when he says that God is going to do all this for you, and he says, because it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So there's, there's two things here, grace and faith. Grace is God's part and faith is your, your part. And so, and, and, and that grace is the gift of God. But the interesting thing is that even the faith with which you receive the grace of God is also a gift from God. It's like someone, uh, it's, it's like God 
wants to sell you a house, okay? And it's a beautiful house, but it's much more than what you can afford. So, but he wants you to have the house. So what he does is that you look at the house, you want it, but it's too expensive for you. So what God does is that, is that he shows you the house, you want it. And, and then what he does is that he writes you a check for the amount that you have to pay to get it. And that's grace and faith working together. That even, even the faith with which you receive God's grace is a gift from God. And why? Why does he do that? So that no man can boast. And that's why we never boast. You know, when God does any miracles, like when we see lame people walk, blind eyes open in our crusade, we see, we've seen dead people raise up. We never say it's because of our faith or it's because I believed or it's because I did this and I prayed this way. It's not because of that. We could do all those things and nothing would happen, but it's because of God's love and God's mercy and God's favor and God's blessings alone. Hallelujah. Walk in those blessings and and acknowledge him in all your paths, all your days, all the days of your life, and you will see the blessings of God in your life. Hallelujah. Now, this, uh, I, I want to finish with you right here, and I will continue more tomorrow. And, uh, but I just want to pray with you. Um, I, I want to, because I feel like some of you are out there, you, you just need peace in your heart because, you know, Everything is upside down. They're wondering, you know, we are locked in. We don't know how long we will be locked in. Some people are talking about weeks. Some people are talking about months. I don't know. But what I do know is that we have the peace of God that passes all understanding. So let me pray for you. And then if you have any needs you want to, me to pray for you, please send me a message on Facebook. If you want me to call you, please give me your number. I will, I will write to you or I will call you. I will do the best I can because uh, I, you know, I, if, if you have any need, any prayer need, just write to me and tell me. I promise to pray for you. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And, and we are here for you. So uh, we are the body of Christ and we should stand together. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers, my sisters out there. I pray for their families, pray for their homes. I pray for those who are anxious, who are fearful. And Father, I speak your peace into their lives. And the Lord Jesus said, my peace give I unto you. Um, Father, you give them your peace and you give us your peace. Father, I thank you for divine provision that all the seed that they have faithfully sown all these years, Father, it shall come back to them, Father, and they shall have a supply of everything they need, Father. I thank you for your wonderful promises. I thank you, Father, for your promises of healing and long life and blessing. And in the name of Jesus, Father, I draw a bloodline around them, around their homes, and the coronavirus shall not touch them. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of sickness and disease and fear and death and infirmity, and I command you to be far from them in Jesus' name. Father, cover my brothers and sisters with the precious blood of Jesus right now. God bless you and may you continue to serve the Lord with gladness and be blessed in all things in Jesus' name.